0: As we gather at the Lord's table this morning, as we come before the Lord, hopefully prepared, with hearts open and minds open, and focusing totally upon our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we too remember. We are called to remember. We are commanded to do this in remembrance of me. We remember that people mattered to Jesus, that they mattered so much to Jesus that He gave His life On Calvary, He too gave the greatest, ultimate sacrifice. So what do we remember? Let's just recall a few things very quickly. First, we remember the words that Jesus spoke. You remember what John 15, 13 says, I hope. No greater love has has no one than this, than to lay down His life for His friends. Jesus laid down His life for us, for the world. For God so loved the world, He gave sacrificially, totally, ultimately. Second, we remember the humiliation that Jesus faced. If you have your Bibles, please turn to John chapter 19. These verses will not be on the screen. I'll give you a minute to turn. We're just going to walk with Jesus as we reflect, as we remember, as we recall, through John's account of the events leading up to the crucifixion and the crucifixion itself and a little bit of the aftermath. So John chapter 19, beginning in verse 16. Then He delivered Him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led Him away. And He, bearing His cross, went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified Him and two others with Him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Therefore the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but he, he said, I am the King of the Jews. And Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to each soldier a part and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam woven from the top in one piece. They said therefore among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be. that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, And Mary Magdalene, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciples, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple, that disciple took her to his own house. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and, and, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Therefore because it was the preparation day that the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with them. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. For these things were done that the Scriptures should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. And another scripture says, "...they shall look on him whom they pierced." After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, aloes, about a hundred pounds... Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day for the tomb was nearby. We remember what Jesus underwent in our behalf, but not only that, third, we remember the crucifixion itself, the crucifixion that Jesus endured. In verse 18, John simply says, "...where they crucified Him." We won't go into the gory details at this point. You've heard it and studied it before, but basically this was a torturous execution in which the victim endured great, horrendous agony. Yet Jesus' blood had to be spilled to pay the price, the final and ultimate price for our sin. Fourth, we remember the communion that Jesus longs for. Now think about this point in the context of you being in worship this morning on the Lord's Day, observing the Lord's Supper, and we're observing Holy Communion. But think about this, in Luke's Gospel, we read these words as Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. Chapter 22, verses 14 and 15. I'll just read them for you. When the hour had come, He sat down with the twelve apostles with Him. Now listen to what Jesus said. And He said to them, With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Even Jesus desires fellowship. Even Jesus Pursues fellowship. Jesus pursues fellowship with you. With each of us. With his followers. In this moment, originally, it was his closest followers that he poured himself into over those three years leading up to the cross. Today, in our context, it's each of us. But especially in this moment of communion, he desires fellowship. Fellowship. The Lord's Supper is an opportunity to commune with Jesus because Jesus is here through the presence of His Holy Spirit. He is present with us right here, right now. He wants to spend this special time with you. He wants your unhurried, uninterrupted, totally focused on Him attention. No distractions. Totally surrendered. Again, reflect on that truth. He's here. He is here in your worship experience today. Do you recognize Him? He gives each of us an invitation. He says, Come unto me, all you who are weary. He's talking about spiritual weariness. And heavy laden. Those of you who have burdens, cast your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Heavy laden. And I will give you rest. That's His promise. He will give us rest and peace. Our communion can refresh your tired, weary, burned out soul as you focus on Jesus today. Our fellowship can nourish you and give you that rest and that peace that that maybe you so desperately need this morning. Fifth, we remember the opportunity this worship moment gives us to examine our heart and our priorities. If you're familiar with this passage. We read most communion services in First Corinthians chapter eleven. Verses 28 and 29 read, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in a manner unworthy, in, a manner, in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. We have the opportunity to examine our hearts and our priorities and our focus and, and where Jesus is in our lives. Six we remember the reminder of God's grace. The Lord's Supper reminds us of God's grace. He died a death that He did not deserve, to pay a debt that He did not owe, to remove the guilt that was totally ours, not His, and to give us a chance to have eternal life. Eternal life comes only through Jesus. I hope you know Him today. I hope that you have received Him as your Savior. I hope you recognize that, as Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. We don't go to heaven because we're religious. We don't go to heaven because we're a good person. We don't go to heaven because we are a morally upright person who has chosen to to do good instead of wrong. We don't go to heaven because we're a good dad, a good mom, a good student a good uh, parent, a good child. We go to heaven only by placing our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and receiving Him as our Savior and receiving the free gift of eternal life. That's grace. For by grace are we saved through faith. And that not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. Not by works. There's nothing we can do to earn our salvation. Only through Jesus. We remember... This reminder that symbolically stands for the blood that was spilled, for the body that was broken. This reminder of God's grace. It's a gift of God. Sabbath, the Lord's Supper looks ahead. Back to Luke's account for just a moment. Chapter 22, beginning in verse 14, we read... Again, when the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with them. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks. Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. As he instituted the Lord's Supper, he was looking ahead. And then, of course, Paul's words in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. He's coming again, folks. And this act of obedience this morning is an act of proclamation. I hope we're proclaiming I'm so in love with Jesus I'm embracing my first love. I hope we're proclaiming that uh, I'm going to tell the world I'm a Christian because I love Jesus, I'm a follower of Jesus. I hope we're proclaiming that that Jesus came, that He lived, that He he died on the cross to save us from our sin, to to pay the price that, that had to be paid for the remission of our sins, that He was buried, that He arose from the grave, that He is alive, that He ascended to the right hand of the Father. And one day in God's timing, He's coming again. So we come this morning to remember, to worship, to reflect, to examine, to obey the command of Christ, to do this in remembrance of me. Let's cast our minds to Calvary, where Jesus bled and died for me let's see his wounds his hands his feet my savior on that cursed tree his body bound and drenched in tears they laid him down in joseph's tomb the entrance sealed by heavy stone messiah still and all alone I invite you who are believers, who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, who have followed through in baptism by immersion to this morning receive the Lord's Supper. I invite those of you who are not yet believers to make that decision for Jesus today, to accept Christ as Savior. We're using a little COVID-friendly packets this morning that you're familiar with. So we'll be passing the plate once, and uh, Byron Morgan's going to ask God's blessings and, and have prayer upon this, uh, this moment of obedience.
1: Blue. Blue. Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just pray, God, as we take these elements that we consider the sacrifice, the broken body, the shed blood, all so that we could be forgiven. That you gave your son willingly, that he sacrificed willingly. And God, as we As we take these elements, that we consider the broken body, the shed blood, and your Holy Spirit that covers us all. Father, we pray, God, that we do this in your spirit and that you would continue to pour out your grace on us. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in like manner he took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Again, I hope you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. That would be the greatest decision you could make today is to give your heart and your life to Jesus and receive the free gift of eternal life. If you have questions about that decision, if you will have questions about the next step of baptism, we're going to be baptizing here pretty soon, the next couple of weeks. If you have uh, questions about how to unite with McDonough Road Baptist Church and become an official part of this body of Christ, we're here to help. And so uh, reach out to me if you're online at this uh, email address today. If you're here in person, I'll be hanging around here at the back door in just a moment and uh, would love to talk to you. We get to celebrate our giving. These days, we don't pass the offering plate right now during these days of COVID, but uh, uh, we give in several different ways, one of which is uh, if you're here today and if you haven't found our drop boxes yet, as a couple of folks a week ago uh, asked me about, they're at the back doors back here, and these doors over here, if you want to give something today. But we're going to celebrate as our deacon uh, Jeff Kilgore comes and leads us in an offertory prayer.
1: may we pray dear lord i just want to thank you for this opportunity to be in your house this morning and i just want to thank you for your many blessings lord Uh, and uh, that includes monetary blessings that you provide us every day lord uh, as we have been obedient in observing the ordinance of the lord's supper this morning i pray that we will also be obedient in giving uh, just a portion of what you provide us Lord, and I pray that we'll do it in a manner that's pleasing to you. your name we pray. Amen.
0: Let me hold the mic for just a minute there. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Let me remind you of two or three or four things before we finish up and break for grow groups. Uh, we are on a harvest uh, fest, fall festival mode now. We're preparing and getting into that. So we need candy. It's time to go out and hit the candy store and uh, start bringing candy in and be thinking about your place of service. You'll be hearing more about uh, how we're going to be approaching Harvest Fest differently this year. In fact, we're even calling it a different name. So just start praying about that right now and be ready to, uh, to step up. Also, uh, next Sunday is, is what? There's something going on next Sunday. Can you tell me what that is? It's our 100th birthday as a church. I can't wait to see that big okay. Can you? And all those candles. And, uh, we're going to have a great time at 10 o'clock, there's no grow groups next Sunday, but I hope that you'll be here, reach out to folks, uh, who, uh, prospects, former members, whoever, and let's have a full house as we uh, celebrate our 100th year anniversary. We also have another big event on the horizon, ladies, Libby Torbush is going to come and, and just share a moment about why you need to go ahead and sign up and not wait any longer for our ladies' retreat, you're going to tell us where it is and, and uh, just share your heart with us for a minute, Libby.
2: Thank you, Dr. Chansey. Well, ladies, I am so grateful to have a moment to invite any and all of you, from young adult to very senior adult, all ages, all shapes, all races. uh, We are going to have a time to gather and to grow. You know, if you've been looking at our refocus emphasis, that that's what we are hoping to do we're now calling bible study grow groups from october 14 to 16 and there's handouts out there in the courtyard i don't guess it's up on a a page for us but just so you know pinnacle retreat center up in beautiful clayton georgia in the north georgia mountains october 14 which is a thursday afternoon We'll be traveling up, and we'll be there together until Saturday, midday, when we head back on the 16th. During this time, we're going to be uncovering our spiritual gifts. We're going to look at how our heart impacts everything we do, how our abilities and our personality and our experience help shape us, because our retreat is called Gifted to Serve. God has shaped each one of you ladies according to his divine purpose. I hope if you've thought about it but hadn't signed up, or maybe you hadn't even thought and didn't realize, you know what, this would help me as I'm refocusing. This would help me, I invite you, Please come gather with us as we seek to grow together in Jesus. Thank you.
0: Thank you Libby, so much. I hope that you will take advantage of this growth opportunity. Let me give you a quick recap as you continue to pray for refocus of what happened yesterday. We had 35 folks meet for the leadership uh, workshop in the fellowship hall. And uh, we took all of the Grow Group uh, discussion questions that you've been working on through the month of August. and. Uh, that had been compiled, and we looked through, uh, uh, you know, kind of a summary of that. It brought the 35 into the, uh, the loop on that. Um, these guys came up with 25 ideas of how we could reintroduce ourselves to our community, make make an impact in our community, be a part of a community ministry, love our community. And uh, around eight tables, these 35 participants narrowed uh, these 25 down to three big ideas. These three big ideas, uh, these are the umbrella terms for some action steps that will happen eventually under each of these three. Multi-generational focus, uh, number two is connecting with the community, and number three is training and mentoring, a training and mentoring focus, with mentoring going both ways, not just uh, old to young, but young to old, because these guys know a lot of stuff that uh, that we uh, folks need to, to understand too, especially in the area of technology. So, What is needed? We need to continue to pray as we try to move ahead and pray for our church, pray for wisdom, pray for uh, uh, for, for just the Lord to move, but especially the second thing we need is volunteers because all of these action steps underneath these three big ideas won't happen without some ownership and some passion and some drive and some leadership of the Lord for folks to step up and ...and be a part of this. So that's just a recap of what happened yesterday... ...and we appreciate those who were here with us... ...and appreciate your continued prayers this morning. Well, it's been a great day in the Lord's house. Guest, if you are not in a Grow group yet... Uh, McDonald Road folks, look around... ...and, and, and invite these folks to, to come and go with you. We appreciate your presence in worship. Appreciate getting our deacons involved... ...in, uh, in the Lord's Supper uh, uh, again... ...and, and uh, helping us uh, there this morning... ...as we observe the Lord's Supper... And now you guys close us out as we get ready to go to the grow groups. Thank you.